left center will be hitting right-handed against Al Jackson as we get the game going. Jackson tonight for a mound opponent drawing the toughest pitcher in Major League Baseball today in Sandy Koufax. Little Maury Wills hitting at 315 to be in the top 10 in the National League in batting. Now Jackson is into his windup. Here's the first pitch. Ground ball bounced to short. Big house feared by Burright. Take the Harkness one down. Jackson, a breaking ball pitcher, and when he is in that good groove, the infield gets a real workout. As Casey says, he throws a lot of grounders. Now here's Jim Gilliam playing second. Gilliam, like Wills, the switch batter. He'll be hitting right-handed against Al Jackson. Gilliam hitting at 277 with four home runs and 28 runs batted in. Pitched by Jackson. He takes all the way. The pitch is over. Strike one call. Gilliam wanted to get a look at Al Jackson. He just turned around and took all the way on the pitch. Dodgers leading the National League by four games over second place San Francisco. Now the pitch thrown by Jackson. Bounced foul off home plate. Back toward the Dodger dugout on the count strike two. Real good crowd tonight at the Polo Grounds. Many still are coming in as we get the game going here in inning number one. Dodgers winning the first two games of the series, one to nothing and four to three. Now Alvin winding the two-strike delivery. Inside, he brushes him back a little bit on the count, one ball and two strikes. The Dodgers' second visit of the year to New York will wind up with a day game tomorrow, and tomorrow is family day. Wonderful chance tomorrow for Dad to bring the whole family out to the fun and excitement of a Dodger-Mets game and do so at a saving. Now the 1-2 delivery. A fly ball in the air to left field. Frank Thomas coming in a few strides. Makes the catch. Two men down. Tommy Davis, the leading batter of the National League, stepping in. Tommy regained his batting lead last night. He's hitting at 326 on the year. In the game last night, Tommy had two for three, and he drew a walk. The hike is averaged at 326. Here's the windup, pitched by Jackson. A swing and a miss, strike one. Tommy Davis leads all the Dodger hitters against southpaw pitching this year. Against the left-handers, Tommy hitting at 405. Larry Burr right astride toward the hole on the left side of the infield. An off-speed delivery outside. One ball, one strike. Jackson cranks up, delivers one and one, a smash through the box, over second, a base in the center field. Tommy Davis continuing his torrent hitting against left-hand pitching is on with a single to center field. And the hitter now is Frank Howard. His very presence in the batter's box of this ballpark scares you half to death. Hitting only 247, he's off considerably from his average of last year. Has hit 13 home runs and driven 31 runs in. 6'4", 
six foot seven, right hand batter. A little bit low, one ball and no strike. Greg Malevi on the coaching lines at first, and Pete Reeser on the coaching lines at third. Bill Scourin is the on-deck hitter. Now through to first by Jackson, not in time. Beautiful night for the game. Skies mostly clear, very comfortable in short sleeves. Change up the putters in and over. It's all strike, one ball and one strike. the count on Frank Howard. Tommy Davis on first. Two men down. 1-1 delivery. Curve low inside. He's throwing Howard. Nothing but slow breaking stuff so far. And the count goes for two balls and a strike. For the game tomorrow, the gates will open at 11.30. And the game featuring the youngsters, the sons of the members of the New York Mets, will be getting underway at 1.30. They'll be backed up by their illustrious daddies. Now throw to first, not in time. Two and one the count. Howard swishing the bat around. Jackson pegs to Harkness, not in time for Tommy Davis. Veteran Al Barley is umpiring at first tonight. He's the crew chief of the team. Giant Lee Wire working behind the plate. Two-one delivery. He held up. It goes low. Ball three. Three and one. Howard started a swing and then checked up. Frank Howard, the hitter, one of the few men in the National League who is taller than the plate umpire, Lee Wire. Wire is 6'6". Six, six. Now Jackson with a three and one count. Ron Hunt shaded towards second against the big right-hand full hitter. Pitching three and one. Change up hit hard. A base hit to left center field. Racing over for it, Thomas and Pearsall. It gets through Kyle Thomas, backed up by Pearsall. Rounding third, heading in. Tommy Davis, he'll score. Base hit went through the legs on Frank Thomas in left center field. Pearsall in behind him, backing up on the play. It will be scored as a double for Howard. An error charged to Thomas and no RBI on the play. Howard hit a tremendous line drive, a vicious drive just beyond the reach of Larry Burr, right, who tried to jump for it. Now the moose, Bill Scourin is the hitter. Bill hitting at 216. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and outside is ball one. have a run in. They lead 1-0. Howard on second. The batter, Bill Scourin. Inside and low, it's ball two. Jackson behind on the moose down. 2 nothing. Scourin has played in only 51 games. He's been up 148 times this year. Dodger leader in total at-bats is Willie Davis with 267. 
swing and a miss and a slow breaking pitch, two and one. has played more games than any other Dodger player. He's been in 85 ball games. Now the count, two and one on Scowron. Down comes the pitch by Jackson. A slow curve, it's over. A strike call. Two and two. Jackson came over the top of the slow curve and it broke over the inside corner. Depends on Scourin. Here's the pitch on the way. Bounced foul off to the right. No play. Not necessarily on Scourin, but what takes place between now and the time the third out is made. Inside and low, and the string is out. Three and two. Jackson retired. Maury Wills and Jim Gilliam, the first two men up. Tommy Davis singled up the middle. Howard lined one into left center field. Thomas cut over into left center, tried to come up with it, went through his legs. Pearsall backed up on the play. But Tommy Davis came in to score from first base. Pitching three and two. Foul ball. He didn't mean to hit that. That was ball four. He was trying to get out of the way of it. Ron Farrelly, the only left-hand hitter among the regulars in the Dodger lineup tonight, is the on-deck batter. At the top of the order, Maury Wills and Jim Gilliam are both switch hitters. Ball four, and that'll bring up Farrelly. the Dodgers and runs batted in. Fairley has driven 46 runs on. That's with their defense now playing Fairley as a full batter to right field. Jackson's first delivery is off the outside corner. One ball and no strike. action for New York. Larry Bernard starting to warm up. Ron Farrelly in his brief Major League career has played only 12 games in the polo grounds and hit six home runs in the 12 games. Here's the pitch on the way. Breaking ball over a strike. A peg to second. Not in time. Larry Burr right had to catch that one almost out of the back pocket of Big Frank Howard. One ball and one strike now on Ron Fairley. Day game tomorrow with the Dodgers. A doubleheader against Houston on Sunday in the Polo Grounds. Makeup game with Houston on Monday night and a day game with Houston on Tuesday. The 1-1 pitch. 
Line drive to left center. That's going to be up the alley for an extra base hit. Howard around third is coming in to score. Pearsall getting the ball back toward the infield. Gowan is on the way to the plate. He'll score. And the Dodgers lead three to nothing. Left-hander against left-hander, aligned a hard double to left center field, driving two runs in. He now has 48 runs batted in, and the hitter is Ken McMullen. Dodgers lead three to nothing. Jackson retired the first two minutes. Since then, the Dodgers have three runs in. A line drive foul going down the left field line, no play. Doug Camilli is the on-deck batter, and then Sandy Kofax. Andy Koufax, you hate to give a one-run lead, much less a three-run lead. Now Jackson off the stretch delivers. It's over at the knees to call strike, a two-strike count on Ken McMullen. McMullen hitting a 247 on the year. He won a job at third during spring training when he failed to hit in the early part of the year. They sent him to Spokane. Now since he's recall, he has hit well. Two-strike pitch. Ground ball hammered foul down the third baseline. No play. Dodgers have three runs in on a single, two doubles, and a walk. Jackson looking in to pick up his sign from battery mate Norm Sherry. He's out in front on the cow, the two-strike pitch. Inside of the letters, one ball and two strikes. Ron Fairley is on second. He double driving two runs home. His two base hits scoring, Frank Howard and Bill Scourin. Now the one-two pitch. Just missed the outside corner of the count, two and two. Centerfield bleachers about two-thirds full for tonight's game. Box and reserve seats practically all filled out. Two and two on Kim McMullen, tall, rangy, right-handed batting third baseman. Here's the pitch by Jackson. A high fly ball to center field. Jimmy Pearsall is under this one over in left center. Makes the catch and the side is out. Three runs, three hits, one air, and one left on. The score in the middle of the first inning. The Dodgers three and the Mets coming to bat. You know, there are many ways to brew beer. Rheingold takes the long, slow, costly way, the extra dry way. 
That explains why there's such a wonderful difference in the taste of Rangel. Yes, sir, Dry tells you why. Tells you why Rangel is beer as beer should taste. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. You know, costly ingredients are one thing, and Rangel has them, but it takes more. It takes the skill of 126 years of brewing experience. The extra dry skill that is Rangel's alone. And you can measure the difference that dry makes in taste. Rangel has the happiest taste in beer today. No other beer can quite match it. So it's no wonder that millions say, my beer is Rangel the dry beer. But wouldn't you rather discover that difference for yourself? Enjoy the extra refreshment that comes with Rangold Extra Dry Beer. Open up or order up fine cold Rangold right now. Now the New York Mets will be up against Sandy Koufax. has been practically untouchable all year long. Koufax has won 14 games, lost only three. Eight of his 14 victories have been shut out. It's thrown to Jim Hickman is outside and low. One ball and no strike. In his last two starts, he has hurled three hits shut out. Leads the major leagues and strike out to the 150. In the dirt on a curve, ball two, two and oh. And his earned run average is 1.73. He has 12 complete games to his credit. He has already set a Dodger club record in shutouts and hung up more shutouts than anybody since Mort Cooper. In the National League, outside the highest, ball three, three and oh. Fact that 156 innings has walked only 34 men. Tremendous control. Right now, though, he's behind on Jim Hickman, three and nothing. Fastball over, a strike on the outside corner. Now Sandy into his windup, 3-1 delivery. A high fly ball at the left center. It's fairly deep. Back goes Tommy Davis, and he makes the catch. has a lifetime record against the Mets of four wins and no losses. We won one game 13 to 6. The other three have been shut out. Now Jimmy Tarasol playing center field and batting second, stepping in against Kofax. Here's the windup. Down comes the pitch. A foul ball hit back into the screen. Strike one. Sandy Koufax has been building himself into a real gate attraction. Reminiscent of the days of Bobby Feller. A swing and a miss in the count strike two. One away, nobody on. Last half of inning number one. Now the two-strike delivery. Ground ball hit slowly and foul down toward Ken McMullen.
Dodgers three and the Mets nothing. We're in the last half of the first. Now the two-strike pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. He got him with a blazing fastball. Shoulder high. Ford of the Yankees and Sammy Koufax, all three, lead the major leagues in victories with 14. Now Joe Christopher hitting in the pitches outside and low at ball one. And the Cincinnati Reds' Jim Maloney has won 14. Joe Christopher was enjoying a real good year at Buffalo and earned the promotion to the New York Mets. He lays off at outside and high, ball two. At Buffalo, Joe was hitting 288 with 19 home runs to share the International League lead, and 59 RBIs, third high in the circuit. He lays off at its high, ball three. Once again, Koufax has gone behind of the hitter, 3-0. and He went behind Hickman, 3-0, and then came back to retire him on a fly ball to left field. Koufax over the head. Down comes his pitch. Fastball over a call strike. Three and one. Frank Thomas on deck and then Ron Hunt. First two games of this series. One to nothing and four to three with the Mets threatening in the ninth inning of both games. Swing and a miss on a quick one. Three balls and two strikes to Christopher. Christopher was with the Mets all of last year, was unable to hit over the first half of the year, and then the last part of the season got hot. A foul ball, a wafted back toward the press box, it's out of play. Three and two, the count on Joe Christopher. In order to make room for Joe Christopher and Joe Hicks, now both with the New York Mets, Chico Fernandez went to Seattle and Cliff Cook to Buffalo. Ground ball bounce toward the hole, base hit. Joe Christopher swings around first. He's on with a ground single to left field. coming up against Koufax. Joe Christopher getting away with an auspicious start. A ground single into left field. Now Bill Skowron moving over to hold against Christopher. We're in the last of the first inning. Pitched by Koufax. A strength called on the outside corner. pitch on the way, a hammered foul down the third baseline. Two strike count on Thomas. Now Koufax 
Flash looking in to Doug Camilli to pick up his sign. The outfield swung around toward left. Fouled back into the screen on the count strike two. Checking in with Doug Camilli. Joe Christopher leads off first base. Here's the pitch on the way. Mouse foul, no play. It's thrown to Thomas, a let up by Kofax taken high. One ball and two strikes. Christopher takes his lead. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Breaking ball by Kofax. Fans Frank Thomas to retire the side. So Kofax picking up two strikeouts in the first inning. No runs, one hit. No errors, and one left on. At the end of one inning, Dodgers three runs, three hits, and no errors. New York, no runs, one hit, and one error. Tomorrow, Bob Miller will pitch for the Dodgers against Tracy Stallard of the New York Mets. Tomorrow is family day here on the Polo Grounds. That means that tomorrow, Dad can buy a seat to Grandstand for $1.30, then buy tickets for Mom and the children for $0.50 cents each. The gates will be open at 11.30, and the game featuring the youngsters will get underway at 1.30, so we hope you're planning to be on hand. And if so, that you'll be arriving early because it's going to be a real fun day here on the Polo Grounds. One team of youngsters will have Kevin Snyder at first, Henry Coleman at second, Scotty Kanger will be at third, and Phil Keneal at short, Jim Norman, Jimmy Pearsall Jr., and Richie Willie in the outfield. The other team will have Mike Kaner at first, Walter Coleman at second, Roger Craig Jr. at third, Dave Keneal at shortstop, Kurt Snyder, Pat Caputi, and Frank Thomas Jr. in the outfield. And there will be many other of the youngsters also all decked out in their little Mets uniforms ready to get in the game. Now Doug Camilli is up against Al Jackson. Breaking ball inside and low. It's one ball and no strike. Johnny Roseboro handles real big part of the catching for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Doug Camilli has been up 61 times this year. Right-hand batter. Pitch thrown. A drive hit high and deep to left field. It is going, going, gone. A home run. Sending the ball into the upper deck in left field for a home run, and the Dodgers lead four to nothing. For Doug Camilli, his second home run of the year. Now Sandy Koufax stepping in against Al Jackson. Jackson winding pitches, a ground ball slowly hit down to third. Hickman comes up with it, throws hard to Harkness in time, and Sandy is out. 
One away and nobody on. Now the top of the batting order for Mari Wills. And while we're waiting for Mari, we'll pause for station identification. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast, WGY Schenectady, a general electric station. The time, 29 minutes past 8. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson. Dodgers hitting in the second. They own a 4 to nothing lead. Murray Wills was thrown out by Larry Burr at his first trip. Doesn't offer a bluff for a moment at a punt, and it's low, one ball and no strike. Jim Hickman in close at third against Wills. He's always a threat to bunt his way on. Swung and missed, one ball, one strike. Jackson's batting in on his target. Down comes the pitch. Low and outside. Two balls and a strike on Maury Will. Maury hitting at 314. Little Maury hasn't been on the run nearly as much this year as last. The main reason has been the fact that his legs have been hurt a great deal of the time. Now the 2-1 delivery. Low and inside is ball three. Three and one. Benoth has started to warm up again for the New York Mets. Jackson struggling, trying to find his touch. Now winds and pitches. A fly ball to short left field. Could be hard to reach. Out goes Burright. Makes the catch on the run. Larry Burright had to hustle. Caught the ball reaching up for it on the run. Out in short left field. Two out. Nobody on. The batter, Junior Gilliam. Gilliam hitting at 276 was retired on a fly ball to left field at the opening inning. It's thrown by Jackson inside. It's one ball and no strike. First two games of the series, the Mets received outstanding pitching from Carl Willie and Roger Craig. Good fastball at the knees. One ball, one strike down on Gilliam. Big game tomorrow, and the weatherman says the weather's going to be just right for baseball. Now the 1-1 delivery. Change up, hit high in the air to left center field. Here's all moving over in the alley in left center. Makes the catch, and the side is out. One run, one hit, a home run by Doug Camilli. No errors, none left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the score, the Dodgers four, and the Mets nothing. Now come on along as we tune in Melodious Tone. Baby and me, we belong to the fine gold beer 
not bitter, not sweet. It's a dry flavor treat. Won't you try extra dry Russell beer? Now the home second, Ron Hunt stepping in against Kofax. Sandy out of his land up pitches, foul ball, back upstairs and out of play. Two years ago, Sandy was an 18-game winner. Last year, he had a tremendous start. His figures, the first half of the year, just about the same as they are for the first half of this year. Then he had the misfortune to go to the sidelines the last half of the season. A pop-up outside first base. Bill Scourin scooting over in foul ground near the track, takes it for the out, and Hunt is retired. Now Norm Sherry coming on to hit. Norm figured very prominently in the development of Johnny, uh, the Sandy Koufax. Sandy's earlier days with the Dodgers as a bonus ball player, he had a great deal of trouble with wildness, as most talented young left-handers do. And it was Norm Sherry, then a battery mate of his, who helped him a great deal in getting his confidence and in gaining confidence in his changeup, which is now a great one. Foul ball, back to the screen, strike one. count on Norm Sherry. Dodgers four in the Mets nothing. We're in the last half of the second. A smash on the ground is short. Take it on one hop by Maury Will. Over to Scourin. Two men down. Now Larry Burright comes on to hit. You know, right now would be a great time to order up or pour a glass of that famous dry beer. And that's got to be Rangel. It's beer as beer should taste. over the head, pitches to Burright, swinging a miss on a breaking ball, strike one. Sandy with that least body, good size, good height, combines that blazing fastball, great curve and changeup. Off-speed delivery outside, one ball and one strike. to Burright, up high on a rising fastball, two and one. Tim Harkness waiting on deck, then Al Jackson. The game tomorrow, the wrap-up game of the series, Tracy Stallard will be starting his first game ever against the Dodgers. Stallard has worked very well as a starting pitcher. Swing and a miss, he threw smoke that time, and the count even two and two. Just a blurred pitch. delivery. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Number three in two innings for Sandy Koufax. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Now at the end of two, the score, the Dodgers four and the Mets nothing.
tickets for the Houston series, the doubleheader Sunday, the makeup game Monday night, and the afternoon game Tuesday, as well as the Giants series and all future home games of the New York Mets, are on sale at the advanced sale window here at the Polo Grounds, 155th and 8th Avenue. For those of you commuting into Manhattan, they're conveniently located east side and west side at Grand Central Station, near the foot of the 42nd and Vanderbilt ramp. And also, they're available at the Long Island waiting room of the Penn Station. Remember, too, that ticket reservations for all future home games may be made at all Howard closed stores in the metropolitan area. If you're at convenience, if it's more convenient for you to get your tickets by mail, Simply address your correspondence to Ticket Manager, Polo Grounds, New York 39, New York. Now the third inning in the Polo Grounds. The Dodgers coming up against Al Jackson. And all set to detail every exciting play for you, Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob, and hi there, everybody. It's going to be Tommy Davis, Frank Howard, and Moose Cowan against the little left-hander, Al Jackson. Tommy Davis, the right-hand batter, single to center field his first time up. And he takes the first pitch he calls strike. Jackson with a curveball. Davis with a base hit, raising his league leading average to 328. Jackson, the left-hander now, back into the motion and back to the plate with a slow changeup. Ball bouncing in the dirt before reaching the plate. One ball, one strike. Jackson reached for three runs on three hits in the first inning. The big hit, a two-run double by Ron Fairley. And also a home run by Doug Camilli in the second. Pitch back to Tommy Davis. It hits him. And now it's called a foul ball, but Davis is showing his arm, and he gets first base. Lee taking a look after calling the ball a foul ball. Seeing the bruise on the arm and sending Tommy Davis on down to first base. Now with no one out, big Frank Howard steps in. Howard doubled his first time up. Once again, Larry Bernard is up and throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. He's been up all three of the first innings of this ballgame. Here's the first pitch to Howard, a fastball on the outside corner, strike one. Frank Howard batting 2-5-0, 13 home runs, 31 runs batted in. Jackson in the stretch position. The score, 4-0 Dodgers lead. And a slow curveball gets Howard swinging for strike two. Howard out in front. Boy, when Frank swings, he puts a lot of air in the ballpark. He really lets that bat go. He's still wearing the glasses that he started wearing earlier this year. Two-strike count on Frank Howard. And a throw to first base chases Tommy Davis back. Jackson sets again. And he comes back to Howard with a curveball. Again, the swing and a miss for strike three. And Al Jackson picks up his first strikeout. One man down, the batter, Moose Coward. Moose walked his first time up and scored a run. He's batting 216. Cowan, a right-hand batter. 
Ron Jackson again to first base, this time with a little more mustard, but again, Tommy Davis gets back. One man out. Here's Jackson to the plate, and there's a high fly ball to left field, over by the left field line. Thomas coming over has running room. He waits, and he loses the ball. Ball's bouncing away, and Tommy Davis moves out over to third base. lost the ball in the twilight here. The ball was high in the air, and of course, this time of night, you can lose the ball. It came down. He never got the glove on it at all. It bounced away, and Tommy Davis, who was way down the line, almost to second base, moves over to third. A two-base hit for Moose Coward as he moved on down to second. Now the batter, Ron Fairley, who doubled his first time up. Ron... Drove in, two runs. Dodgers lead 4-0. The infield now pulled in on the shortstop side. And the first pitch to Fairley. Left-hand batters on the outside corner for strike one. Well, unless you play this time of night, it's kind of hard to really explain how you can lose the ball out there. But with twilight, you can lose that ball once it gets up there high in the air. It's been done many times before. Here's the one-strike delivery, and it's fouled straight back, strike two. Jim Hickman at third base, in even with the bag. The shortstop, Larry Burright, also pulled in. On the first base side, both Harkness and Ron Fairley are playing back. Ron Hunter playing back. the pitch back to Fairley. A slow curve. He checks in time. One ball, two strikes. Fairley almost went for the curveball, but held up. And now Norm Jerry asking Lee Wire about it. One and two count on Ron Fairley. Jackson into the windup. And his pitch to Fairley. Outside with a slider. Two balls, two strikes. Today is Ron Fairley's birthday. He's 25 years of age. This has been a big year for Ron. He got married earlier this spring. Two balls, two strikes. And now Jackson back with a curve that bounces in the dirt. Ball three. Ball picked up by Norm Sherry. The runner's holding. Tommy Davis at third base. Moose Coward at second. Dodgers have four runs on five hits. The Mets have no runs and one hit. Mets have one out top of the third. Now Jackson at 3-2. And he misses with a curveball for ball four. That loads him up. And here comes manager Casey Stengel. Warming up in the bullpen for the Mets, Larry Bernard. Face 
bases are loaded, and Casey Stengel going out to the mound. Jackson was set for three runs and three hits in the first inning. He gave up a home run to Doug Camilli in the second inning. Now he has the bases loaded. There goes the sign-out for Larry Bernard. That's all for Al Jackson. Al now officially working two and one-third innings. He has been charged so far with four runs while giving up five hits, striking out one batter and walking three. Larry Bernard coming in the ball game, and while he comes in, here's Bob to bring you up to date on the score. All right, Ralph, the game at Philadelphia. The, the Philadelphia Phillies scored four runs off Jack Stanford in the first inning tonight. At the end of two innings, Phillies four and the Giants nothing. Jack Stanford against Art Mahaffey. Stanford, who had a great year for the Giants last season, is 9-8 and eight this year. And Art Mahaffey, after the worst kind of start imaginable, is now pitching real well. Mahaffey is now 5-9. and nine. Houston nothing, Pittsburgh nothing at the end of two innings. Bob Bruce against Don Swall. The Colt 45s will be flying into New York for a Sunday doubleheader, a makeup game on Monday night, and a day game Tuesday afternoon. The makeup game on Monday night necessitated when the May 1st game was rained out. Those of you holding tickets for the original May 1st game with Houston, those tickets must be exchanged for the game on Monday night or for a subsequent date. Also in the National League tonight, Chicago will be in Cincinnati, and Milwaukee plays at St. Louis. In the American League on the West Coast tonight, the Yankees will take on the Los Angeles Angels. Boston Red Sox and the Minnesota Twins play in the Twin Cities. Baltimore and Washington are tied one-to-one with Washington hitting in the last half of the second. Washington tied the game on Don Locke's home run. Warm-up pitches being counted off now by plate umpire Lee Wire, and we're about set to go with Larry Benoff on the mound and Ralph Kiner behind the mic. One man out here in the top of the third, Larry Bernard, will be working with the bases loaded. He will be pitching in his 29th game, the most of any Met pitcher so far this year. He has worked 51 innings, giving up 52 hits and 23 earned runs for a 4.06 earned run average. Bernard has a record of two wins and three losses. Now he's all set to go. He'll be working to Ken McMullen. Mullins wide out to center field against Al Jackson his first time up. McMullen, the right-hand batter. The infield set back, looking for a double play. And now the first pitch by Larry Bernard. Fastball, slight foul down the right field line. Larry gets his first strike working in a real tough, difficult situation. McMullen batting 244. Tommy Davis at third base, Moose Cowan at second base, and Ron Fairley at first base for the Dodgers. The batter for the Dodgers, Ken McMillan. now with a windup and the one strike delivery a curveball hit foul out of play and the count is 0-2 Larry Bernard only one year out of college working right here in the polo grounds before a large crowd and working against the league leading Los Angeles Dodgers they lead the National League by four games 
Here's the two-strike delivery. Curveball, got him looking. Strike three. picked up his first out, working to his first man. The Mets now have two men out, and the batter coming up, Doug Camilli. Camilli homer to left field his first time up, his second home run of the year. He's the right-hand batter, and he's batting 177. Dodgers four, Mets cutting. Two men out, top of the third. Albanara taking the sign from Norm Sherry. Here's the windup and the pitch. Curveball too low for ball one. Dodgers have the bases occupied. Tommy Davis was hit by a pitch ball. Muscauer in at second base, safe there on a ball lost in the twilight by Frank Thomas in center field. And Ron Fairley at first base. He arrived there in a walk. Now Menard with a sign and the 1-0 delivery. Inside a low, ball two. The on-deck batter, Sandy Koufax. Two balls, no strike. No one throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. And here's the 2-0 delivery. And it's low for ball three. So Larry Bernard after striking out. Ken McMullen on three pitches now has fallen three bats to Doug Camilli. He has nowhere to put him, and Norm Sherry has gone out to the pitching mound. Three and all to Doug Camilli. Sherry now back of the plate. Sending the signs out to Larry Bernard. Base is loaded. And here's the 3-0 pitch. Fastball too low, ball four. That forces in the fifth run of the ball game. Tommy Davis coming in from third base. Moving to third, Moosecower into second base, Ron Fairley. And on at first base with his second run batted into the game. As a result of a walk here, Doug Cometti. Cometti at first base, the batter, Sandy Koufax. grounded out the third base his first time up. He's a right-hand batter, and there's a swing and a foul ball for strike one. Now Jay Hook is throwing in the bullpen for the Mets. One strike count to Colfax. And the pitch. Curveball too low, ball one. Colfax moving out as though to punt. He'd have to punt to get a base hit with two men out. Sandy has four hits and 54 trips this year. He's batting 074. Here's the 1-1 delivery. Fastball just outside, ball two. Ball 
Dodgers with three runs in the first inning, one run in the second. They have one run here in the third. Now Bernard sets and comes back to Kofax. And he misses in the dirt for ball three. Three balls and one strike with the bases loaded. forced in by Larry Bernard when he walked up Camilli goes against Al Jackson's record Jackson having given up all five runs so far in the game at three balls and one strike and the pitch to Koufax taken at the called strike Norm Sherry bluffs the throw to first base and again now a full count of three and two and with two men out, the runners will be going on the pitch. Gowan at third base. Barely at second base. And Camilli at first. There they go. And the pitch is hit in the hole. The right comes up with the ball. A long throw to first base. And he is out. In the inning for the Dodgers, they score one run on one base hit. There were two walks, no errors, and three men left on base. And the score now, at the end of two and a half innings of play, the Dodgers five, the New York Mets nothing. Now here's one of my favorite Rheingold riddles. Matter of fact, it's a double one. This time the batter hits a long drive fair. The outfielder, standing in fair territory, jumps, the ball brushes off his glove, and goes into the stands in fair territory. What is it? Holman? Well, I thought you'd know that one. But is this the same situation? The batter hits a long drive fair again. The outfielder again, standing in fair territory, jumps. Ball brushes off his glove and goes into the stands. But foul. That also home run. Think about that one. Well, the rule says that it's a two-base hit. Now, we go from one of my favorite riddles to my favorite beer, Ryan Gold Extra Drive. Now, why is Rheingold my favorite beer? Because I'm just like you. I've tried the others. Rheingold has a flavor that frisk and bright and clean clear through. I find Rheingold is a beer that's easy to enjoy. And I'm sure you will, too. So why not join me in a tall, cold, refreshing glass of Rheingold? Jim Harkness against Sandy Goldfax in the mid half of the third. Harkness, Pearsall, and the first pitch to Harkness is high for ball one. And after Pearsall, the batter will be Larry Burright. Should say Larry Bernard. Still warming in the bullpen is Jay Hook for the Mets. They might use a pinch hitter. Goldfax back with a fastball, a swing and a foul ball for strike one. batting 2.05. And now Colfax back to work. And again a foul ball. Yesterday's game won by the Dodgers. Harkness was walked intentionally with Don Drysdale pitching and it moved the time run on down to second base and gave Harkness first base and he was a go-ahead run. Very strange play by Walt Alston, but the explanation is that Drysdale is much more effective against right-hand batters. There's a swing and a foul tip. The ball dropped by Camelli. Count only to one and two. 
And the batter coming up after Harkness was Ron Hunt. Stalwall Alston went against the books and put Harkness on. Later on, Harkness struck out for the final out of the ball game against Ron Baranowski. There's a curveball by Sandy Koufax. Low for ball two. Two strikes. Colfax back to Harkness. And there's a foul ball again, so the count holds again. Two balls, two strikes, no one out. Dodgers lead, 5 nothing. In case you just tuned in, the Dodgers scored three runs in the first inning on three hits. A big hit, a two-run double by Ron Fairley. He added one more in the second on a home run by Doug Camilli, and then added one more in the third. Here's a fastball. Looked at strike three. Strikeout number four for Sandy Colfax. Now with one out, Larry Burwright. Larry Bernard is coming into the batter's box. Bernard's a good hitter. He started out in baseball in his college career as a catcher. He's a right-hand batter. And he takes a call strike for strike one. Colfax back with a curveball. A swing for strike two. Sandy working quickly comes back again and the fastball is looked at all strike three strikeout number five for Sandy Goldback three in a row and the batter will be Jim Hickman who flied out the left field as the first man up in the game against Goldback Jim batting 223 Goldback has struck out his last three men they all went down on fastball now the left-hander with his first pitch to Hickman, a curveball just missing. Ball outside for ball one. Five-nothing Dodgers lead. Colfax with a fastball again outside for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Colfax has about the longest fingers. I've ever seen for a pitcher, and he gets tremendous spin in the ball. His fastball explodes when it comes up. Here's a 2-0 pitch. There's the exploding fastball. A hard swing and a miss by Hickman at a high one. Two balls and one strike. He has so much rotation on the ball and his fastball that the ball actually rises. Now a 2-1. The fastball again, and there's the ball down the left field line. It's going to be a tough chance for Davis. He runs after it. He can't get to it. The ball bounces away. Hickman now going for third base. Ball picked up by Davis, and Hickman holds the third base, standing up. to get to the ball before it got to the wall. He couldn't quite catch up with it. Went on by him, bounced off the wall, and went on down the left field line about 100 feet away. The center fielder, Ron Fairley, couldn't get over to back up the play, and Tommy Davis had to retrieve the ball and throw it on in. So the Mets have their first base runner at third base with two men out. 
And the batter is Jimmy Pearsaw. That is the second hit given up by Sandy Koufax. Pearsaw struck out his first time up, and now he bunts out in front of home plate. The ball picked up by Camelli. The throw to first base in plenty of time to retire the side. Jimmy trying to beat out a base hit. And also get Hickman in from third base. Didn't bunt the ball quite hard enough, and Camelli got to it to pick it up right about 15 feet from home plate to make the play. In the inning, for the Mets, no runs on one hit. There were no errors. And one man was left on base. And the score at the end of three. The Dodgers, five runs on five hits. The Mets have no runs and two hits. All fans, the final revised edition of the New York Mets official 1963 yearbook is now on sale. This new edition contains many new action pictures in addition to biographical and statistical data on Jimmy Pearsaw, Jesse Gonder, Joe Hicks, Duke Snyder, and the rest of the gang. There are stories about Casey and his coaching staff, Jay Stadium, Stadium Ramos scoreboard, the farm system, man behind the scenes, and many other interesting facts and stories. Some of the new photos include Casey leading the band, the Mets at West Point, 1963 Old Timers Day ceremonies, Jimmy Pearsaw hitting his 100th home run, Willie Mays night, and opening day. To obtain your copy of the final revised edition of the Mets official 1963 yearbook, send 50 cents to Met Yearbook, Polo Grounds, New York 39, New York. The yearbook is also available at the Mets Midtown ticket offices at Grand Central and Pennsylvania Station. the leadoff batter for the Dodgers here in the top of the fourth. They lead five to nothing. Wells, a switch hitter, batting left-handed for the first time, and he takes the curveball from Larry Bernard for strike one. Wells is 0 for 2. Last night he was shut out, breaking an eight-game hitting streak. Now the one-strike delivery by Bernard, the changeup that's outside. One ball, one strike. batting at 3.13. Again a changeup, again high and outside. Two balls, one strike. Two balls, one strike. And the pitch back as the slider hit the left field. Thomas now moving to his right side and he makes the catch. for Frank Thomas coming after he lost the ball that went for a double in the twilight here a high fly ball Frank never did see the ball as he came on down it set up the fifth run for the Dodgers in the third inning they scored three in the first and one in the second now Jim Gilliam the batter Jim a left hand batter also a switch hitter batting left handed for the first time he looks at a strike for strike one Gilliam 0 for 2 he has slid out twice Bernard's with that slow changeup outside. One ball, one strike. One ball, one strike, one man out. Top of the fourth inning. There's a slider bounce foul off the bat of Gilliam. Count now one and two. Al Jackson, the starting pitcher for the Mets, went two and one-third innings. 
He was charged with all five of the runs scored by the Dodgers while giving up five hits, striking out one and walking three. Larry Bernard came on in the third inning with one man out. So far, he has not given up a run or a base hit. There's a slider, a check in the swing, but the ball comes off the bat for a foul ball. Larry did walk a man to force in the fifth run, which was charged to Al Jackson. One ball, two strikes. Jim Gilliam, the batter. And the pitch by Bernard is high and outside. Ball two. Coaching at first base. Greg Malevi. Pete Reeser coaching at third. Malevi is not normally the first base coach. Joe Becker coaches there. Now a 2-2. Slider fouled away again. Joe Becker was in an argument last night in which he was ejected from the ball game, and now word comes through that he was fined $75 by the National League president and suspended for three days as a result of his argument with Lee Wire at first base. He was disputing the call on the double play. Now a 2-2. The pitch is outside. So the count 3-2. two strikes. Larry Bernard dueling Jim Gilliam. And the pitch is outside for ball four. The second walk issued by Larry Bernard. And the Dodgers now have a man at first base and we'll pause for station identification. The voice of the Mets in the great northeast, WGY Schenectady. The time, six minutes past nine. along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from the photographs. The Dodgers now with five hits and five runs. They also have picked up five walks. The batter is Tommy Davis. He is one for one and he has scored two runs. And he hits the first pitch, a high bounce to the third. The throw to second base in time, the first base in time, a double play. Double play number 86 for the Mets to retire the side. And that one around the horn, a real tough one to make. Started by Jim Heckman playing at third base. In the inning for the Dodgers, no runs, no hits. There were no errors, one walk, and no one left on base. And the score, after three and one-half innings of play, the Dodgers five, the New York Mets nothing. Say, what's your idea of a wonderful day? An excursion into the country? A day in the sound? How about a trip to a lake? Or maybe it's that long journey into the backyard with your portable radio. Well, no matter which, any day becomes a little bit more wonderful when you have refreshing Rheingold beer on hand. Yes, Rheingold is something special when it comes to beer. And dry tells you why. Rheingold's way of brewing is long, slow, and costly, but you can measure the difference in taste. Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. And isn't that the way you want your beer to be? I'm sure it is. So make Rheingold your beer. Join the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold the dry beer. Find out for yourself why Rheingold is New York's largest selling beer. Have a glass right now. Well, the 
Reds here in the bottom half of the fourth coming to bat. They need five to tie, and the first man up will be Joe Christopher, just recalled from Buffalo. Joe, in his first appearance against Sandy Goldback, single to left field. The Mets have two hits off the strong left-hander. The other base hit by Jim Hickman in the third inning, the triple to left field. Christopher, a right-hand batter, and the first pitch is a curveball. He swings and fouls the ball for strike one. Christopher, while playing for Buffalo, came off tied for home run leadership with 19 when he left. He was batting 288. After Joe Christopher, Frank Thomas, and Ron Hunt will come up against Sandy Koufax. Koufax working on a shutout. Now the one-strike delivery, a slow changeup that drops over for strike one. And, man, that's the slowest pitch I've ever seen him throw. That was almost a blooper pitch. Ball started up above the head of Joe Christopher. Must have been about 15 feet off the ground and dropped right in at the knees for a strike. Here's the two-strike pitch. Fastball, threw it right by him. Strike three. Well, Colfax has the best fastball in the National League, the best curveball in the National League. If he comes up with the best change of pace, look out. I don't know what to do then, Bob. Man, he's amazing. I've seen a lot of great pitchers, but this fella right now, with his control, is the best I have ever seen. One man out. We're in the bottom half of the fourth, and the batter's Frank Thomas, and he pops the first pitch up. Ball going over on the first base side. Bruce Cowan there. And he makes the catch for out number two. Six strikeouts for Sandy Koufax. Two men out here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. The Dodgers lead 5 nothing. Koufax holds the National League strikeout record with 269. Last year he had 208. Right in the middle of July, before he was out with that bad finger, and he was well on his way to breaking Bob Feller's strikeout record at 348. Right here this year, he has a total of 156 strikeouts. Now the batter is Ron Hunt. Ron fouled out his first time up. He looked at the curveball. It's low for ball one. At the start of this year, Sandy had struck out 1,168, and he has averaged over nine strikeouts a game. Here's the pitch back to Hunt. Again, the curve, it's low for ball two. He holds the Major League record with Bob Feller for strikeouts in a day game, 18. It's a National League record. He also has struck out 18 in a night game. That was against the Giants. He holds just about every National League strikeout record you can imagine. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Fastball at the knee, strike one. In his very second game in the Major Leagues, he struck out 14 batters in 1955. He set a National League record for strikeouts in two games by striking out a total of 31. He has a Major League record for strikeouts in three games. There's a bouncing ball hit the short. Picked up by Maury Wells to throw the first base in time to retire the side. In those three games, Sandy Koufax struck out a total of 41 batters. Well, in the inning for the Mets in the fourth, no runs, no hits, there were no errors, and no one left on. And the score now, at the end of four, the Dodgers five, the New York Mets nothing. Now here's Bob to bring you up to date on the scores. 
Okay, Ralph, William McCovey has cracked a two-run homer for the San Francisco Giants in the third. What a year he's having for Alvin Dark. He's now at 25 home runs. At the end of four innings, Phillies four and the Giants two. Jack Stanford against Art Manhappy. The Phillies got four in their first inning. Houston nothing, Pittsburgh nothing at the end of three and a half. Bruce against Don Swall. Harry Kraft and the Houston Cole 45, including the American League batting champion, Pete Reynolds, will be in for a four-game series, a doubleheader Sunday, the makeup game on Monday night, and an afternoon game on Tuesday. Chicago at Cincinnati, Bob Buell against Jim O'Toole. They're underway in St. Louis. The Braves are out of the first. Tony Cloninger against Bob Gibson. In the American League, Yankees play the Angels on the West Coast. Warm-ups at Minnesota, Dave Moorhead and Jim Perry. Baltimore won, Washington won at the end of four. Pappas against Benny Daniels. Jake Woods, Homer in the first inning at Comiskey Park, has Detroit leading Chicago one to nothing. Mossy and Pizarro, the pitcher. Now Frank Howard is up against Larry Bernard, and the pitch is over the knees. Strike one call. Frank Howard has a double in two times up. Giant right-hand batter holds up on his swing. One ball and one strike. Game now in the fifth inning. Dodgers five runs on five hits. New York no runs on two hits. But off over the head. Here's his pitch on the way. Rounder down to third. Played by Jim Hickman. That long throw is high. Pulls him off the bag. He's safe. Jim Hickman had a little trouble getting the ball out of his glove. Then tried to put too much on the throw, and he did. Throw took off on him. Started to fail. Harkness had to leave the bag to go get it. An error charged on Jim Hickman. Second misplay of the game charged against the Mets. The hitter now is Bill Skyrim. The Moose has drawn a walk and hit a fly ball double to left field. Low in the dirt. No advance on the baseline. Actually, the Moose got a double when Frank Thomas, in the twilight of the evening the dusk of the evening, I should say, lost the towering fly ball. He simply lost it when it got up there so high, and it dropped about 20 feet away from Frank for a double. Abadoff fires over to first, not in time. Let's have the infield looking for two. A grounder hit the shortstop. Grabbed by Burright. Flips to Hunt. One to Harkness. Two. Well, the New York Mets in this Dodgers series have now turned eight double plays in a three ball game. They have hiked their total to 87 double plays for the year, and this is their 87th ball game. They made three in the opener, made three in the second game, and they have two in this game. Two outs and nobody on in the fifth inning. The batter is Ron Fairley. Curve taken high, one ball and no strike. Ron Fairley hit a line shot in the left center field for a double driving. Two runs home in the first inning. 
He drew a walk in the third inning. Fairley is now moving up on the league leaders and runs batted in. He's been picking them up in clusters. Outside and low, two balls and no strikes. Henry Aaron leads the major league. It runs batted in with 66. Aaron now shares the major league lead in home runs with Willie McCovey. Each has hit 25. Over for a strike on the inside corner, two and one. Last year, Willie Mays won the home run derby. Harmon Killebrew of the Twins was second. Hank Aaron was third with 45, more than he had ever hit before. And Aaron this year appears to be on his way to an even better year. Too high to Ron Fairley, a count three balls and a strike. Larry Benares in relief of Al Jackson. Into his windup, the 3-1 pitch. Ball four, it's inside and high, and Fairley walks. given up by Larry Benares. Two out. Fairly on first, Ken McMullen, the batter. McMullen has flied to center and taken a call third strike. Now Benares off the stretch. Delivers to the plate. Off the outside corner. One ball and no strike. McMullen, right-hand batter from Oxnard, California. It's over at the letters. A call strike. One ball and one strike. McMullen last year played at Omaha, put together a good year, and then nailed down the third base job in spring training. After getting away to a slow start at the plate, they sent him to Spokane. He played there for a brief while, and then they brought him back. 1-1 delivery, a high pop-up outside third and foul ground. Jim Hickman is under it beyond the coaching line, takes it for the third out. No runs, no hits, one error, one left on. Now we've come halfway at the end of four and a half innings to score. The Dodgers five and the Mets nothing. Chug-a-mug, chug-a-mug, chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a-mug-chug-a
batting against Bandy Koufax in the last half of the fifth inning. The left-hander winds and pitches outside and high. It's ball one. Bandy over four innings has walked none and struck out six. Allowed no runs and given up two hits. Under the knees, ball two, two balls and no strikes. Several times, Koufax has gone behind the hitter, 2-0, and and even 3-0, and but has been able to come back and get the batter out. Now, as the Mets get down toward the tail end of their batting order, Casey has Jay Hook starting to warm up in the bullpen. Norm Sherry hitting number six in the order, Larry Burr right on deck, and then Tim Harkness. out of his windup. The pitch is swung and missed. The fastball, he went right after it. He might as well swing when Koufax goes 2-0 and or even 3-0 and because he rarely walks leading by anybody. In Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax, the Dodgers have two great pitchers and both have their mother's control. Swing and a miss. It's 2-2. Two and two. Drysdale, in 177 innings, has walked only 33 men. Koufax, in 160 innings, has walked only 34 men. Ground ball hit down to third. Ken McMullen plays the hop. Fires to Skyron, one away in the last half of the fifth inning. One out, nobody on. Now Larry Burright coming up. Larry was struck out in the second. Beautiful crowd tonight in the polo grounds. Big crowd, probably over 40,000. Final Dodger game tomorrow. Tomorrow is family day. Now Sandy Wines pitches to Burr right, drops it right in there on a breaking ball for a call, strike one. Colfax already has hung up eight shutouts this year. curve that's in strike two call. He throttled back on that change up beautifully. And he had Burr right double hitching on it. Old Grover Cleveland Alexander holds the all-time record for shutouts in a season. Hummer off the outside corner, one ball and two strikes. The all-time record for strikeouts in one year is 16. So Sandy Koufax with eight over the first half of the year has a shot at that one. Foul ball back to the upper deck. He already has more of this season than anybody in the National League since way back when Mort Cooper got 10 with the St. Louis Cardinals right after 1940. 1-2 delivery. Outside. 2-2 two two on Larry Burright. Dodgers five runs on five hits. New York no runs on two hits. We're in the last half of number five. 2-2 pitch. A fly ball going foul down the right field line, and this will drop into the crowd a souvenir. Dodger defense of the outfield not figuring that Burright will get around on Sandy Koufax, and they are playing him to hit the ball to right field. Pitching 2-2. Two 
just in time, and the count goes full, three balls and two strikes. Burl Wright started to go after the high hard one, and then stopped just at the right instant. Now Larry swishes the bat around, the payoff pitch, foul ball, walked it back over our radio booth and out of play into the upper deck. Sandy slips his hand out of the glove to twist that ball around of his hands and try to loosen that horse side up just a little bit. Some pitchers will work that ball up so vigorously in their hands during the course of the year that they raise big blisters and then calluses on the back of their pants. Low and inside it's ball four and her right is right. After fouling a couple off, draws the walk, goes down to first base. That brings up Tim Harkness. Tim was called out on strike his first time up. Dodgers have not only Sandy Koufax, but they have two other outstanding left-handers, Padres for a starter and Paranowski in the bullpen. Strike one call to Tim Harkness. Tim Harkness batting against Sammy Koufax. Inside the high, one ball and one strike. Well, we were all mighty happy to read that Eddie Crane Bull had four for five for Buffalo last night against Syracuse. Inside and high, two and one. Last night, Eddie Cranepool, only 18 years old, playing his first game at Buffalo, had two singles, a double, and a home run. He went four for five in Buffalo's four to two win over Syracuse. Foul ball back into the screen. Now that shows you the kind of determined young man that Eddie Cranepool is. He was disappointed to be sent to the minor leagues, but he had been mired in a tough batting slump. So severe that Casey had to put him on the bench, and rather than have him on the bench, the Mets, who consider him a tremendous prospect, wanted him at Buffalo, where he could play every day and find his way out of a batting slump. A foul ball back upstairs and out of play. It's two and two on Tim Harkin. So Eddie certainly didn't let it get him down, the fact that he was disappointed and had to return to the minor leagues. Stepping right into his first ball game, he went four for five. on Tim Harkness. Pitched by Koufax, fouled again back to the screen, and Harkness is giving Sandy a workout. Here, 27-year-old left-hander pitches a towering pop foul. Doug Camilli hoping for a play. He has done. It's out of his reach against the screen.
Two and two on Harkness. Down comes the pitch. Just missed the inside corner with a curve. And the full count now on Harkness. Three and two. Kofax has thrown a lot of pitches in this game tonight. He's gone behind hitters. Has gone three and two on a number of occasions. He has given up only two hits, allowed just one walk. Now Burr Wright leading off. Here's the pitch on the way. A line drive pace hit down the right field line. Burr Wright around second on his way to third. Harkness is on with a clean single to right. Now Rod Keneal comes out of the dugout. He'll bat for Larry Bernard. came up in the ninth inning of the game last night as a pinch hitter and single. Now for the second time, the Mets have a runner as far as third against Kofax. Runners on first and third, one man down. Harkness really ripped that one. Hard line drive into right field, a whistling base hit, and Burright raced the third. Now Kofax looking in for his time. Here's the pitch on the way. Low, it's ball one to Rod Caneal. Dodgers five and the Mets nothing. Mets have it going here in the last half of the fifth inning. Caneal hitting for Burr, right? Jay Hook warming up in the bullpen. Here's the pitch on the way. A swing and a miss. One ball, one strike. The crowds have turned out here on the polo grounds. Usually by the time the Dodgers and Giants have left town, you're lucky if you've got any voice left. The 1-1 delivery. Foul ball back into the screen. One ball and two strikes. Looking into Doug Camilli, the count one ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch on the way. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Strikeout number seven for Kofax before Jim Hickman steps in. We'll pause for station identification. A10 on your dial, WGY Schenectady, a general electric station. The time 29 minutes until 10. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kinder. It's the home fifth inning. Mets have runners on first and third, two men down. Jim Hickman tripled the left field his last time up. Curve taken low, one ball and no strike. Now Sandy up in pitching position. And it's a looping fly ball to center field coming in fairly. He's under it. Makes the catch to side is out. Fly ball is not too deep to center field, but fairly was able to come in and grab it and nip the threat. No runs, one hit, no errors, two left on. 
Now five innings complete. Dodgers five runs, five hits, no errors. Mets no runs, three hits, and two errors. And now a word from Viceroy Cigarettes. I run this food ranch away out west, and when it comes to horses, we sure own the best. Now, one of our guests was a gal from the east. To say she was something was to say the least. One day we were out on the trail, and I said, have a cigarette, ma'am, and she shook her head. No, thanks. I can't stand the unfiltered kind, and even some filters are too strong, I find. Tastes the way you'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right, that's right. Well, listen, partner, I've changed my brand, and that gal is my wife and owns half of my land. That's right. So now I know, what I'll take all bets. If you smoke all seven filter cigarettes, you'll find some too strong, some too light. But Viceroy's got the taste that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Jay Hook comes in to take over the pitching for the New York Mets. We'll be going to the sixth inning. Larry Bernard turning in a good relief then. In other games, the Phillies score three in the fifth inning. They lead the Giants seven to two at the end of five. Sanford against Mahaffey. Houston nothing, Pittsburgh nothing after four and a half. Bruce against Don Swall. Cubs one, Cincinnati nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Buell and O'Toole are pitching. Cardinals one, Braves nothing at the end of one. That's Kleininger against Bob Gibson. Yankees and Angels not yet underway. Red Sox and Twins are tied 1-1 at the end of an inning and a half. Dave Moorhead against Jim Perry. Orioles one, Senators one after five and a half. Pappas against Daniels. Detroit got two in the first inning off Juan Pizarro. White Sox now hitting in the first against Mossy. Cleveland and Kansas City rained out in Kansas City. Now the first hitter against Jay Hook will be catcher Doug Camilli. Camilli hit a shot into the upper deck in left field, a home run off Jackson in the second, drew a walk in the third inning. Doug, a right-hand batter, a Mets flame just about straight away in the infield. Hook out of his land at the pitch. Curve is swung and missed, drank one. Once again, Larry Benarth turning in a good relief stint. Larry in two and two-thirds innings allowed no runs and no hits. Walked three and struck out one. That's over a call strike, a two-strike count on Doug Camilli. Greg Malevi and Pete Reiser on the coaching lines for the Dodgers. Infield in the outfield straight away for Camilli. And a breaking ball bends too far away from the outside edge. One ball and two strikes. Sandy Koufax kneeling in the on-deck circle. He'll be batting next. And then Maury Will. Slow grounder trickling foul down the third baseline. In the game tomorrow, Bob Miller pitches for the Dodgers and Tracy Stallard for the New York Mets. Then we have a big Sunday doubleheader against the Houston Colt 45. 
hook winding, the one-two delivery. He lays off, and the curve bends into the dirt. Count even now. Two balls and two strikes on Doug Camilli. Dodgers five runs on five hits, no errors. New York, no runs, three hits, two errors. Jay threw that one by him, a high hard one. Now a hand is starting to pick up for Sandy Koufax as he hits here in the sixth inning. A remarkable southpaw from Brooklyn, Sandy Koufax. Sandy, a right-hand batter. It's thrown by Jay Hook. One ball and no strike. Sandy will not turn 28 until just before the new year. Down comes the pitch by Jay. A ground ball slapped slowly toward Ron Hunt. Ron digs it out of the dirt. Whips to Harkness. Two men down. Two outs and nobody on in the Dodgers' sixth inning. Now their leadoff batter, Maury Will. Maury 0 for 3 has grounded out to short, popped to short, and fly to left field. Batting at 3-12 on the year. Now Maury taking his time in the on-deck circle to give Sandy Koufax a chance to get back to the dugout and catch his breath. Beautiful night, tremendous crowd of the polo grounds for the third of the four-game series of the Mets and Dodgers. Hickman plays in close at third, and the pitch is in off the short ribs. One ball and no strike. with tonight's crowd might well go up around 665,000 for the home season. Now Jay Hook takes his sign from Norm Sherry. The pitch to Maury Wills is too high across the visor and the count two balls and no strike. This could be a big game for the Dodgers because the Phillies are out in front of the Giants 7-2 at Connie Mack Stadium. He has to lean away. It's inside and a high. Ball three, three and oh. Dodgers right now, a red-hot ball club. They've won nine of their last ten, 14 of their last 17. 3-0 delivery. Ball four, and little Mari is on. crowd begins to chant, go, go. They want to see Mari Wills in action. However, with a 5 to nothing lead and the fact that his legs have bothered him from time to time since opening day, I doubt whether he'll be running or not. But you never know. Now the pitch to Gilliam. Fastball in, a strike call. Mari likes to travel light. He doesn't wear sliding pads. Jay Hook off the stretch. Down comes his pitch. 
Breaking ball, he lays off. One ball and one strike to Gilliam. Gilliam has flied to left, flied to center, and drawn a walk. So Junior is 0 for 2, batting a 275. Top warrior with the Dodgers for a decade. The 1-1 pitch. Ground ball flashed to third, booted by Hickman. He scrambles. Now he throws. Not in time. Gilliam reaching safely. Dodgers have runners on first and second. It'll be an error charged on Jim Hickman. number three in the order for the Dodgers, Tommy Davis, leading the National League in batting, a single to center, been hit by a pitch, hit into a double play started by Jim Hickman. Right here, the Dodgers have two on, two down, top of the sixth inning. In comes the pitch from Hook, and it is a hook that's outside, one ball and no strike. Jay checking it with Norm Sherry. Barry Wills leads off second. Gilliam off first. A swing and a foul ball. One ball and one strike to Tommy Davis. Tommy hitting 327. He regained the National League batting lead by picking up two for three in the game last night. Jay up in pitching position, delivers to the plate, a fastball in the outside corner, a call strike, one ball and two strikes. Jay, the third hurler, used tonight by the Mets. Al Jackson started, then Larry Bernard, now Jay Hook. Pitching one and two. Inside, that one didn't miss by much. Two balls and two strikes. Both Jay Hook and Norm Sherry thought they might have had Tommy Davis struck out. Maury Wills on second. Junior Gilliam on first. Two men down. Jay in the set position. Down comes the pitch. Slow grounder. It'll go foul down the third baseline. He had him lunging on a changeup. So the count is 2-2. Davis running it out will have to turn back. Seventh inning in Philadelphia now with the Phillies leading the Giants 7-2 behind Art Mahaffey. Sanford has gone out and Jim Duffalo has come in. Short in second playing Davis to hit up the middle. A blooping drive George Shallow left center field over for right. Had a base hit to left center field. 
Wills is in to score at six to nothing. Racing to third goes Gilliam, and they play for Gilliam at third. He has to dive back headlong to get in safely. Base hit the left center for Tommy Davis. That was a soft line drive. Hook made a good pitch. He hit him in off the fist. It almost sounded like a broken bat base hit on a fluke just beyond the reach of Larry Burright. For Tommy Davis, who last year knocked in 153 runs, his 40th RBI of the year. Now massive Frank Howard is the batter. Howard has doubled, struck out, reached on an error. Ball one outside and low. Here in winning the batting title, Tommy Davis knocked in more runs than anybody in 25 years in the National League. Down comes the pitch to Howard, a drive to left center field. Thomas running for it, and he makes the catch. The side is out. Thinking drive that stayed up just long enough to let Thomas cut to the alley and pick it off knee high to retire the side. The run will be unearned. One run on one hit. One error and two left on. Now at the end of five and a half innings, the score, the Dodgers six, and the Mets nothing. Say, did you ever notice the antics the third base coach will go through to be sure he hides his signs from the enemy? You know the sort of thing, going to the fill of his cap, walking up and down, tugging on his belt. Well, watching the third base coach is part of enjoying the game. Those enjoying a good cigarette. For me, it's Viceroy. Because Viceroy tastes the way I'd like a filter cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Now, what do I mean by the taste that's right? Well, if you smoke all seven leading filter brands, you'll find some try their hardest to taste like the unfiltered kind. Result? They taste too strong. And others take all the fun and flavor out of smoking. They taste too light. But Viceroy's not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Now Jimmy Pearsall is up against Sandy Koufax, and the fastball is in for a strike. Curve is hit foul going down the third baseline. Strike two. Jimmy 0 for 2 was struck out in the first, trying to bunt a run home, and was thrown out in the third inning by Doug Camilli. Kofax winding, pitches swung and missed, he struck him out. He got him with a big breaking ball. Now Sandy Kofax in 5 and a third has struck out 8 men. Joe Christopher, Joe has one of the two hits off Kofax. Tries to bunny his way on. He concealed his intentions, but bunted foul down toward Cookie. (laughs) 
Joe Christopher has one hit and two times up. Single to left field with two down in the first inning. The other two hits, a triple by Jim Hickman and a single by Tim Harker. Now the wind-up pitch by Sandy. Down low in the count even on Christopher. One ball and one strike. Koufax over the head delivers. Low and outside ball two. It's two and one. Although he has walked only one man, Koufax has not had the control tonight that he likes to have. He has had to work behind the hitters quite a bit. Now the two-one pitch. A swing and a miss on a letter high fastball two and two. Doug Camilli setting up the target. The 2-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. That was one of the fastest pitches in the entire game thrown by Kofax. He looked like he could throw a strawberry through a battleship on it. Well, we hope you're enjoying tonight's game, and I know you'll enjoy a Viceroy's cigarette. Because Viceroy's got the taste that's right. Swing and a miss by Thomas on a shoulder half fastball. Colfax now has struck out nine in five and two-thirds innings. The left-hander winds. Here's his pitch to Thomas outside and high. One ball, one strike. Frank has been struck out and fouled out to the first baseman, Moose Cowra. 1-1 one, one delivery, a change-up, swung out and missed, strike two. Dodgers six runs on six hits, the Mets no runs on three hits. Now the count on Thomas, one and two, big Frank waiting. Ground ball driven, foul. Foul by about a foot and a backhand snag made by Ken McMullen. Thomas came oh so close to winning the opening game of the series off Johnny Padres with a long drive in the last of the ninth inning. Tommy Davis went up on the wall to grab it. The one-two delivery, a towering top foul. Doug Camilli getting rid of his mask. He may have a play. Back to the screen. He grabs it and the side is retired. So the Mets are out in order in their half of the sixth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. Now six innings complete. And the score, the Dodgers six, and the Mets nothing. Well, the Dodgers are here now, and it won't be long until the Giants will be coming to town. And here to tell you all about it and paint the word picture for you, Lindsey Nelson. Thank you very much, Bob Murphy. The Houston Colts 45s will be here Sunday afternoon for a doubleheader, Monday night for a makeup game, Tuesday afternoon for a regularly scheduled game, and then the Giants will be in on Wednesday night. And they'll return on Thursday night. It's only a two-game stand, so we hope you're making your plans to be here next Wednesday and Thursday night. 
and the Giants are here to meet the New York Mets. Tickets are now on sale, of course, for that series. It'll be the second visit of the Giants to the Polo Grounds, their former home, this season. They'll be in one more time after this. to the top half of the seventh inning. And Bill Scowan will be coming up for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Jay Hook on the mound for the New York Mets. Al Jackson started and is the pitcher of record. He was relieved by Larry Bernard, who was removed for a pinch hitter. So far, the Mets have three hits off Koufax. The Dodgers have their six runs on six hits. Steps into the batter's box. Hook looking in to get the sign. That's it, and here's a swing and a miss for strike one. Here's pitch, and it's one and one to Bill Scowan. Fairly on deck for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hook again with the pitch. Breaking ball inside, and it's two and one. We'll give you the official paid attendance here tonight as soon as Bill Cowan has batted. A fine Friday night turnout. Breaking ball swung on and foul back onto the screen and out of play. It's a two-two count now to Cowan. He had walked, doubled, and bounced into a double play so far tonight. Dodgers started out tonight picking up three runs in the top half of the first inning. They added another in the second, another in the third, another in the sixth. Look at the sign from Norm Sherry, and here's the 2-2 offering. It's fastball a little tight, and it's a full count at 3-2. and two. Getting the sign. And the payoff pitch. Breaking ball. Swung out and missed. Struck him out. That's Hook's second strikeout since he came in here. It'll be fairly coming up. The official paid attendance at the Polo Grounds tonight, 34,889. Service and press, 959. Total in the ballpark, 35,848. For 39 dates, the Mets home attendance is now 658,167. Here's the pitch to Ron Fairley. It's fastball outside for ball one. In 1957, the last year that the Giants played here at the Polo Grounds, they had a season's attendance of 653,923. So the Mets have gone past that tonight. Here is the pitch a little tight, and it is 2-0 to Ron Fairley. He doubled the drive in two runs in the first inning, walked in the third, walked in the fifth. Waggles the bat as he waits. Jay Hook with a no wind-up delivery. Pitch is swung on. Has a high foul ball back of the plate. Jerry looking for it. Gets rid of the mask. He's in the warning track and makes the catch and crashes in. He's out. He made the catch and then crashed into the wire. And Lee Wire, the umpire, was right there and signaled out. 
So Ron Fairley has fouled out to the catcher, and Ken McMullen's coming up. The call for the umpire there is to be sure that the catcher does not tap the ball against the wire. Ken McMullen, the rookie third baseman of the Dodgers, has slide to center, was called out on strikes and fouled out to third. Okay, his pitch is low for ball one. This series will be concluded here tomorrow afternoon, and former Met Bob Miller is scheduled to pitch for the Dodgers against Tracy Stallard. Pitch is fun, it's a ground ball to short. Burright is up with it, plays on to first in time. And the side is retired in order here on the top of the seventh. On no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of six and a half innings of play, it's the Dodgers six, the Mets nothing. Well, here it is, seventh inning. You know what that calls for, Ralph Kiner? Well, I don't know, Lindsay can hardly hear you with his crowd standing up and cheering for the Mets, but I'm sure it calls for the good old seventh inning stretch. And you know what that calls for. Yes, sir. Fine, cold Rheingold. Rheingold, extra dry beer. But really, any nice time calls for Rheingold. It makes any wonderful day just a little more wonderful. But that figures because Rheingold is the dry beer. Yes, two little words. Extra dry tell you why Rheingold is the happy choice of millions. Extra dry tells you Rheingold is brewed a long, slow, costly away to taste brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Rheingold is beer as beer should taste. That's why millions say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. So why not join them? Enjoy a tall, refreshing glass of Rheingold right now as Lindsey Nelson brings you more of the baseball action. All right, Ralph Skinner. Changes now for the Dodgers. Willie Davis has gone to center field. Ron Fairley has come in to play first base. And Bill Scowron goes out of the ballgame. So that's Davis, number five in the batting order. If you're keeping a scorecard. Up, and here's the pitch. It's high for a ball. Under twice, he fouled out to first base, and he grounded out short to first. Bandy Koufax on the mound. He has struck out nine and walked none in this ball game. Walked one. Here's a play and a foul ball coming back and out of play. It's one and one. Andy Koufax started the night tied with Juan Marichal of the Giants and Whitey Ford of the Yankees for the most victories in the Major League 14, so he is trying to go ahead of the pack with his 15th victory of the season here tonight. Here's a swing and a foul ball coming back. Does Camille comes back, gets rid of the match, has a play in the warning track and makes the catch. One away, and it's Norm Sherry coming up now for the Mets. Grounded out short to first, grounded out third to first. The Dodgers leading here by a score of six to nothing. Now a 
Curry settles himself in the batter's box. Kopak looks in to get a sign from Doug Camilli. Wind up and the pitch. A let up that is high for ball one. Sort of floated that one up there. And again, Kopak with the pitch. It's in there for a call strike. 1-1. One, one. Leo DeRocha moving around in the dugout of the Los Angeles Dodgers. DeRocha is not used on the coaching lines these days by manager Walter Austin, incidentally. Here's a fastball. Swung on and foul back out of play. It's one and two. One man out and nobody on base. Dodgers out in front here by a score of six to nothing. Larry Burride is waiting on deck. For the New York Mets. So let up swung on and has a fly ball to center. Willie Davis digs in a few steps. He's there, pounds the glove and makes the catch. Two away, nobody on base, and that will bring up Larry Burright. He has struck out swinging and Andy Koufax, and in the bottom of the seventh, the Mets got no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. And at the end of seven, it's the Dodgers six and the Mets nothing. So right now, we'll check on scores of other games all around the Major League. The end of seven full innings of play in Philadelphia. The Phillies lead the Giants by a score of seven to two, so the Los Angeles Dodgers have a chance here pick up a full game, which would extend their lead in the National League uh, to five full games if they did. McCovey hits uh, the 25th home run of the season for him tonight in the third inning with one on for the Giants. And just now, Harvey Keane has homered for the Giants in the eighth, and McCovey's hit another one, number 26, and he leads the National League. Willie McCovey with his 26th home run of the season coming in the eighth inning with one man on, so the Giants 
have picked up three runs here in the top of the eighth, so it is now 7-5. to five. Mahaffey's out of the ballgame, and Boston is now in for the Phils. Duffalo relieved Stanford in the sixth inning for the Giants, and Billy Huff came into the seventh. The end of five and a half innings, the Colts 45-1, the Pirates nothing, Bruce against Schwall, Schofield home in the sixth with nobody on now for Pittsburgh. So that one is tied 1-1. Houston will be in here Sunday, Monday night, Tuesday afternoon. The end of four innings, the Cubs won, the Cincinnati Reds nothing, Buell against O'Toole. The end of two and a half, the Milwaukee Braves won, the Cardinals won, Cloninger against Gibson, Oliver home in the second with nobody on. That was for Milwaukee. The Yankees are at Los Angeles tonight to play the Angels. Red Sox won, Minnesota Twins won at the end of two and a half. Rollins home in the first with nobody on. Right now, Camille is up to play. Jay Hook, Pitt Anderson there for a call strike. The end of seven innings of play, Gil Hodges, Washington Senators three in the Baltimore Orioles one. Pappas for Baltimore, Stock in the seventh. Benny Daniels for Washington. Lock home for Washington in the second with nobody on. Pitch to Camille, swung on as a ground ball is short. Up with it, he's for right, and he plays on in time. And right now, we pause for station identification. The voice of the Mets in the Great Northeast, WGY Schenectady. The time is four minutes past ten. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Tanner and Bob Murphy at the Polo Grounds in New York. Sandy Koufax is coming up now for the Dodgers. The American League at the end of two innings. The White Sox lead the Tigers four to two. Massey against Pizarro. Cleveland and Kansas City postpone rain. Here's a swing and a ground ball taken by Hickman at third. Straightens up and throws to first in time. Two away. Nobody on base for the Dodgers. Batting in the top half of the eighth inning. The Dodgers leading here by a score of six to nothing. That will bring up Maury Wells, who again is playing the part of a good leadoff man by staying in the on-deck circle, making no effort to come up until Koufax gets back near that dugout. One of the rudiments of the game as far as leadoff men are concerned. Protect that pitcher. Don't make him extend himself. Give him time to rest, especially if he is the second out in the inning. So now, Maury Wills is coming slowly on up to the plate. He's nothing for three and a walk tonight. Jay Hook with a no-wind-up delivery, and it's inside for ball one. And the pitch, run on, and has a ground ball towards second base, taken by Ron Hunt. He plays over to Harkness, and the side is retired. As Jay Hook again gets him out in order, in the top of the eighth, no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. He had a seven and one half innings of play. It is the Dodgers six to match nothing. Well, you know, you've heard us say, if beer is beer, should say. Well, think of that for a minute. Isn't that what you want in a beer? Don't you want a beer that's refreshingly dry to the taste with a flavor that's brisk and bright and clean, clear through? Well, that is Rheingold. Rheingold is brewed to be just that. Brewed of the choicest ingredients, brewed the long, slow, costly away, Rheingold is everything you look for in beer. And dry tells you why. Yes, extra dry means Rheingold's a better beer. It's a wonderful beer, and extra dry means Rheingold beer is more refreshing. The more refreshing a beer is, the more you're going to enjoy it. So enjoy fine, cold Rheingold beer. Join the millions who have made Rheingold New York's largest selling beer. 
to the bottom of the eighth, and here is a change for the Dodgers. Pee Wee Oliver has come in to play second base. Nate Oliver in place of Jim Gilliam. The Mets will send up Tim Harkness to lead off here in the bottom half of the eighth. is at the bat rack for the New York Mets as pitcher Jay Hook is due up next. Joe Hicks, recently purchased from Buffalo, is at the bat rack. Now the pitch to Harkness. Swung on and has a high hopper towards second. Pee Wee Oliver takes it and he plays on to Fairley. There's one away. Joe Hicks is coming on up now to make his first appearance ever in the uniform of the New York Mets. He was with them in spring training, of course, but was sent on to Buffalo. Recently purchased at Buffalo, he was batting 319 in the International League. He had 14 home runs and 45 runs batted in. He is a left-hand batter. Joe Hicks. Previously in the Major Leagues with the Washington Senators and the Chicago White Sox. You know, millions say my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. How about you? Right now, why don't you open up or order up a Rheingold Extra Dry? Koufax with the pitch to Hicks, and it's in there for a call strike. Joe Hicks, left-hand batter. And the pitch is low for a ball, and he's uh, starting the tough way in National League competition as a left-hand batter working against Sandy Koufax. 1-1 pitch, and it's low for a ball. has the sign. Pitch is swung on and missed. It's 2-2. Two -two. The Dodgers six, the Mets nothing. In the third game of the current series between the Mets and the Dodgers. Swinging a foul ball, backing out of play. Count holds at 2-2. Two -two. in the bullpen for the New York Mets. Left-hander, Don Rowe. Here's a swing and a miss, and Hicks is a strikeout victim. That is number 11 for Koufax. Two away, nobody on. Jim Hickman coming up. He had a triple in the third inning. Otherwise, slide to left and slide to center. Uh, struck out 11 and walked one in the night's game. There's a pitch in there for a call strike. Hickman waits as Kofax started to pump and changed his mind. Now the delivery swung on and missed. Two strike counts. 
Pearsall is waiting on deck for the Mets. Here's the two-strike pitch. Let up, swung on in this strike three, struck him out. Strikeout number 12 for Sandy Koufax. As he got the Mets in order in the bottom of the eighth with no runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of eight, it is the Dodgers six. The Mets nothing. This series will conclude tomorrow with a single game. It'll be family day here. And then the Houston Colts 45s will be coming in on Sunday afternoon for a doubleheader. And then the Colts 45s will be here Monday night. Now that's Monday night, July 15th, and it's a makeup game for the night game which was rained out here on the night of May 1st. Persons holding tickets for the May 1st game may exchange them for Monday's game or any subsequent game. The tickets must be exchanged now. The original tickets are not good for Monday night's game. You must exchange them. And then the Colt 45 will be in for a regularly scheduled game on Tuesday afternoon. Following that, the Giants. So, tickets are now on sale for future matches. Don Rowe is making the trek into the mound now for the New York Mets. As Hook was relieved for a pinch hitter. making his 23rd appearance of this season. He has pitched 45 and two-thirds innings in which he's given up 22 runs on 53 hits. Struck out 24, walked 16. Earn run average 4.11. He has no one or loss record. fine innings in which he allowed one run on one hit, struck out two and walked one. And the first man up here in the top of the ninth for the Dodgers will be Nate Peewee Oliver. This is the man the Dodgers counted on to be their regular second baseman this year. When they made the move to the top of the National League standings recently, the man swinging a big bat and playing second base was Jim Gilliam as he has been doing so long so well. Oliver's a right-hand batter and the pitch is strong and has a one-hopper taken by Hickman at third. He plays across the diamond to Harkness and there's one away. will bring up Tommy Davis. Two for three tonight, and in addition, he was hit by a pitch ball. He has driven in one run and scored two. The end of seven and a half innings in Philadelphia. It is the Philly seven and the Giants five. That pitch is in there for a call strike. And at the end of three and a half innings in St. Louis, it's the Cardinals five and the Milwaukee Braves one. The Cards got four runs in the bottom of the third. Swing and a foul ball. In that game in St. Louis, Jerry Cole, home it in the third with one on. Cardinals just called him back up. Jerry Cole. Davis swung on and tossed to first right off the end of the bat and Harkness is there makes the catch two away and nobody on base for the Dodgers batting in the top of the ninth and leading 6-0 big Frank Howard is coming up double in the first struck out in the third was on on there on the fifth and lined out to left in the sixth 
That pitch is low for a ball to Frank Howard. Don Rowe, a left-hander with the pitch, fired low and inside, 2-0. Four thousand eight hundred eighty-nine paid here this Friday night at the Polo Ground. Swing and a miss. Big fella took a ripple of that one. Two and one. Now it has a season's average of two forty-seven. Swing and a miss as Don Rowe pulled the string on him and had him way out in front on that one. It's two-two. Two-two pitch, swung on and fouled out just off the end of the bat. The Dodgers have six runs on six hits. The Mets have no runs on three hits. And the pitch swung on as a high pop just over the plate. Sherry goes out there to get a look at it, and now comes in foul territory and makes the catch. Frank Howard, thinking he was in foul territory all the while, belatedly started down to first base when Sherry went out into foul territory originally, but finally took it back of the plate. Don Rowe gets the Dodgers in order in the top of the ninth. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And at the end of eight and a half, it's the Dodgers six, the Mets nothing. And now, a word from Viceroy's Cigarettes. Hi, we're the brothers four here at the ball game. Pitcher on the mound looks down the line. Squints at the catcher, gets the sign. Winds up, aims, and lets it go. Not too high and not too low. It's a strike. That's right. That's right. Batter comes up with a great big grin. Fidgets a bit, then settles in. Slams that ball as it reaches the plate. Not too soon and not too late. It's a hit. That's right. That's right. Fan in the stand, lights a cigarette. Slide shot chase makes it easy to get. Slide right open, slide shut tight. The crush proof slide shot case, that's right. That's Viceroy. With the taste, it's right. Yes, Viceroy tastes the way you'd like a filled cigarette to taste. Not too strong, not too light. Viceroy's got the deep weed filter and the taste, that's right. Slide top case or familiar soft pack. We're going to the bottom of the ninth, and Jimmy Pearsall steps into the batter's box for the New York Mets to face left-hander Sandy Koufax. Pitches a fastball high for ball one. Pearsall struck out swinging, tried to bunny's way on in the third, and went out chucked it at first, and struck out swinging in the sixth. Here's a fastball in there for a call strike. It's one-one. Sandy Koufax to this point has struck out 12 and walked one. The 1-1 one, one offering led up, swung on it. The ground ball is short, taken by Maury Wills. He plays to Ron Fairley. There's one away. Joe Christopher coming up for the Mets. Got the first Met hit in the bottom of the first. A single to left. Struck out swinging in the fourth and again in the sixth.
right-hand batter. Pitch is in there for a call strike. He let up on that one. Frank Thomas is in the on-deck circle now for the Mets. On the third base line, McMullen charging, tries to barehand play, and he got him just in time. A half step at first base as McMullen played that with the only way he could have played it, in barehand fashion, and the speedy Christopher was thrown out by a half step. Two away, nobody on, and so the Met hopes now ride with Frank Thomas. In the bottom half of the ninth inning, two men out, nobody on base, and the Dodgers leading by a score of 6 nothing. Dodgers were out in front early in this ballgame tonight. Three runs in the first inning, one in the second, one in the third, one in the sixth. Playing in a foul ball. Out of play, it's strike one. Andy Koufax trying tonight for his 15th victory of this season. Strike one pitch to Thomas, and it's a little high for a ball. One and one. One year ago, today, July 12th, Colfax pitched seven innings against the New York Mets and then left the ball game because of circulatory trouble in the finger. And his trouble got worse from then on, as you'll recall. Playing a foul ball, foul on the ground. Down to Cookie Lavagetta on the coaching line at third. Count to Thomas is one ball and two strikes. Now, back to pitch is low, hitting in the dirt right at the edge of the plate. It's two and two. Tells you why Rhine Gold is so wonderful, so much more refreshing. 
Beer is beer should taste. Brisk and bright and clean, clear through. Why not enjoy the extra refreshment of Rheingold Extra Dry Beer? Join all the millions who say, my beer is Rheingold, the dry beer. On a big night before a big crowd here at the Polo Ground, the Dodgers have made it three in a row over the New York Mets. They won the first game of this series one to nothing. They won last night four to three, and they got off to an early start tonight by getting three runs off Al Jackson in the top half of the first inning. Jackson retired the first two men to face him, then Tommy Davis singled up the middle. Frank Howard ripped the line shot to left center, and when Thomas overran the ball and left, Davis came all the way home. It was scored as a double for Howard. No run batted in as Davis scored. Then Scarlett walked and Ron Barely doubled home two runs, and the Dodgers had three. Judge Camilli had a leadoff homer in the second inning to make it 4 nothing. Tommy Davis was hit by a pitch ball to open up the top of the third. Bill Scarron double, barely walked to load the bases, and then Benares came in to relieve Jackson and walked Camille to force in another run to make it 5 nothing. And the Dodgers picked up another in the sixth. Here are the final totals for the Dodgers. Six runs on six hits, no errors, and seven left. For the Mets, no runs, only three hits off Sandy Koufax. Three errors and four men left. So Sandy Koufax has become the first man in the Major League to win 15 games this year. He's won 15 and lost three. Al Jackson is the losing pitcher, and he has a record of six victories and ten losses. The paid attendance, 34,889 here tonight. Sandy Koufax has pitched his ninth shutout, his third in a row, and he now has 34 consecutive scoreless innings against the New York Mets. Final score here again. The Dodgers six, the Mets nothing. 